Welcome to Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined yet again, <laughs> once again, <laughs> by Maggie Wilson of Fruit Slabs and Metaphysical AF Podcast. How are you doing today, Maggie? I'm doing really good. I'm doing great. Doing well, I should say. Doing well. <laughs> yeah, let's not go. Let's not go too far. All right, I'm just joking. <laughs> um. So, Maggie, you have done a deep dive about the plant called Saint Pedro on your podcast a couple of times, right? You've you've mentioned it at least like a few times. I know that. But you've also done some specific episodes around the plant because uh, it's a really cool plant, right? Like that's the reason yeah. why. No. Um <laughs> you have you have a personal connection to it. And we're going to get into that uh in a little bit. But before I listened to your episode, I had no idea that it had such awesome benefits and that it was the cactus plant. Like I didn't even know. I had no idea that the cactus plant itself. <laughs> I know, right? I, because you just hear San Pedro. Yeah. You don't, you, you, you're just like, what is that? Yeah. So what is it? <laughs> so it's actually, so you're right. It is a cactus. Um, I'm definitely going to pronounce this wrong because, because I, I will. Um, <laughs> But like scientifically, it's known as like Econo, like, I don't know. I can't even say it. It's like Echino <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a very complicated, scientific names are always complicated, but it is fascinating. Yeah. And it's culturally significant because it's been used. Uh, I've seen some things say that it, date back, it dates back over 4,000 years used wow. throughout history. Yeah, it is the fastest growing culminar cactus native to the Andes Mountains Andes Mountains in South Africa. Nope, South America. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's that. And like, we've all seen it. We see it all the time. Um, but we just don't know that that's what it is. It's like the skinny, it looks like giant zucchinis sticking out of the ground. Oh, Cucumbers and zucchinis. With I don't see coat. those all the time where I live. <laughs> oh, right, right. Well, maybe like when I say all the time, uh, I mean like in books yeah. and in movies right. that it's, it's very like, it's when I found out that that was the San Pedro cactus, I was like, oh, I didn't know that that's what it. I was looking at. Yeah, you probably might see it more than I do. Or I don't know, maybe you have. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> You're maybe in deserts more than I am. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I did go to I did go to the desert sometimes, but I don't I don't love the desert. I love the San Pedro cactus, but I don't love the desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I was surprised to find out that it actually contains mescaline, which can yeah. be hallucin well, it is hallucinogenic. It can be. It is hallucinogenic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's known to produce like very altered states of consciousness and very vivid visual experiences. And we'll get into this later, but also like really profound like uh, revelations, kind of like downloads that you get that you're just like, oh that makes so much sense like insights like very yeah. deep insights that uh you would normally get if you're working with some kind of psychedelic plant 
So what's your personal connection to this? I know you have a really cool story. So do you want to share that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I came to Los Angeles in 2017. I was living in Denver, Colorado, and I was doing the Green Lodge workshops. So anybody that's listened to any of our other previous episodes, which we encourage you to go back and listen to uh, on your Highness podcast, I talk about the Green Lodge workshops. Um where essentially I was just teaching people about how to use different types of plant medicine, including cannabis and these like metaphysical properties. So I wanted people to learn Kundalini yoga and, and all these different things that kind of just building a toolkit for them. So I was doing this in Colorado and I came to California and I felt like I was really like doing the work, like holding space for other people and letting them heal is much different than if you were just going and meditating yourself. Um, having the capacity to hold space for other people was what was my work at the time. So I come to California and I go to Oakland to do a workshop and then I take a bus down to LA and showed up at this Airbnb that I had booked. And I booked the Airbnb because it looked like an oasis in the middle of Beverly Hills. And I was like, well, this is my second time in LA. That's where I want to stay. And that afternoon I get there and I walk in and I meet the partner of the host who comes in and she's like, hi, my name is Ava and I'm a shadow worker. And I didn't tell her what I was there for. I didn't tell her I was there like doing metaphysical work and workshops and holding space. I was just some random Airbnb guest. Mm -hmm. But as we know, nothing was random. Um, and also at that point in time, I had known what a shadow worker was, but hadn't really like met anybody that was claiming to be that. Uh, and I was like, well, what's the difference in a shadow worker and a light worker? And she was like, oh, I, I tell you what you need to be told. Like, it's not all love and light, sunshine and kittens. It's like dead people and entities and some dark frequencies. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, Sounds so, like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, all right. So long story short, she says a couple things to me that are just very like um, personal and very connected to like some of the things that I had known in my life from other people like she said something to me that my brother had said to me that like no one would know no one would know to say this unless they were like connected in some way so she said this to me I'm pretty sure I started crying and was just like wow oh my god and then she was like hold on I have something for you I think I know what you're here for and what you might need and she comes back with a bag that you know maybe is like four or five inches tall just like a, it looks like a bag you'd put your incense sticks in at the metaphysical store, but it's got this powder in it. And she says specifically, she's like, do not use this until you are ready. And I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I was like, I'm not ready. Uh, so I held on to it for a long time. And that was the San Pedro cactus. Like she had um, grown it herself harvested it and like pulverized it herself so it was wow. not only a gift it was something that she had actually intentionally made for her work so it felt very reminiscent to like be there doing the work that I was doing 
stay at this Airbnb, you know, be guided to stay at this Airbnb where this woman comes up to me and says this stuff and then gives me this. And I was like, okay. And, uh, I still have that bag to this day. I obviously, I've obviously used it. Um, but I wanted to ration it as much as possible because I didn't think I would be able to find another, like, you know, intentional type of experience or situation. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Because it does take a couple of hours to kick in and the setting, the setting is so important, uh, as well as like everything else that's going on in your life. Right. Um, it can last longer than other psychedelics with the average mm-hmm. being 15 hours. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> and it says very high <laughs> doses can last up to 20 hours, but you were microdosing it, right? Yeah, I was microdosing it. And um, it's, you know, it's kind of, re- it's reported to have effects like MDMA. So it comes in this like wave. And that's what I was very like, I I was very comfortable with that. So I would take a little bit in the morning and I would like put it on my peanut butter toast and I would sprinkle it on there and then I would eat it. And, you know, the next couple hours, oh, it tasted awful. It tasted like pure, like it tasted bitter. Uh, Like I could not take it by itself. It had to be put into something else. Like it was, there was, there was no way. Um, but, uh, unlike with other psychedelics, people say that a mescaline trip keeps them more in like, uh, a space that you can actually function in. And for me, that's exactly what it felt like. I felt like I was able to check everything off my to-do list, add more things to my to-do list with zero anxiety or stress about it. And like at the time, I think my daughter was probably under three years old. Yeah, she was she was two and a half when I got the San Pedro. And by the time I used it, she was maybe three years old. Um, but you know, having a three-year-old and a nine-year-old in the house and trying to like do self, you know, do self-work, it's it can be very chaotic. So you don't want to be like in a state, like you don't want to take acid and try to like have a functional day. Yeah. Um and it's supposed to really help increase your empathy your ability to be empathetic which I can attest to it being a major plus when you're dealing with a child under the age of five a hundred percent absolutely it basically made it to where I felt like I was much more uh aware and able to be very just uh what was the word you said empathetic empathetic Um, yeah yeah it was Uh, For me, I felt like I was just so much more aware, like cannabis brought this certain type of awareness, but working with the San Pedro cactus was just like much more intentional. Everything felt much more intentional. Well, that is good to hear. (laughs) I can't wait to try it someday. (laughs) It does say that it's used a lot in rituals. um... But no, it actually like, and that makes so much sense because traditionally it was used uh for prayer and connecting with nature and gaining access to the spiritual world and expanding consciousness and healing on not just a physical level but an emotional level and a spiritual level and um it's said that like it's so funny because it reminded me so much of childbirth which was really interesting because it says that the plant is supposed to make you open like a flower 
and because the San Pedro cactus actually blooms at night. So it was really like, it, it does really feel like, it's not like when you take too much acid or you eat too much mushrooms and you're just like blasted open and you're like, you know, completely out of your mind. Yeah, It's so much more like you are a little flower and you just start like kind of unfolding and it's not scary. It's not overwhelming. It's not too much. Like those teas uh, that you pour uh, the water yeah, on and then the yeah, flowers. Yeah. It's like the desert rose. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. I mean, depending on the potency, of course, you, it can produce visions and really dreamlike states. Um, during these experiences, many people receive like downloads and lessons and breakthroughs and all sorts of healing because you're, you're, you know, you're connecting to the consciousness of the plant. So you're, you're connecting more to something outside of yourself. Like it's one thing to connect with a person, but when you like people who love their garden, they love their garden, they connect with their plants. So whenever you connect with San Pedro, it's literally like you're coming in to hang out with your grandma who knows everything and she's just there to hold you and help you and maybe she'll like introduce you to some spirit guides or maybe she'll tell you about some ancestors and you know maybe like other other worldly beings that wow. you know you're more open to experience these things because your grandma do is have... like this because <laughs> <laughs> I want to be where's grandma. this grandma <laughs> This grandma is San Pedro. <laughs> but, you know. That's right. Um, Didn't you call it like the something little sister of ayahuasca or ayahuasca, the big sister? Yeah. I call it, I think in the episode, I called it ayahuasca's older, hotter sister. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Slash grandma. <laughs> right. Right. Because it's like, you know, ayahuasca is very different than San Pedro and people who go to Peru and have these like experiences with ayahuasca experience such transformative things and it's very much like a lot of purging with San Pedro it's it's like the opposite you're not gonna purge a bunch you're not gonna feel completely like disoriented you're really gonna feel connected and for me that's like I feel like it enhanced my Reiki practice so much specifically with connecting with nature it was it's gonna sound weird but like I could see the trees talking I could see them waving at me like I could see things reacting to my energetic presence when I was on it wow and it was like these things are not we're we're totally not aware of these unless we're paying really acute attention to them just right. like if you go into a room and you see somebody new come in and maybe they had like a horrible day you can feel their energy yeah immediately when you're on san pedro when you're working with san pedro it's like you can feel their energy but you also know what caused it hmm. and it's it just makes you feel more connected that sounds magical but there probably has to be a downside <laughs> what are the side effects <laughs> absolutely just like with any psychedelic or any kind of plant medicine it is so vital to know what you're getting yourself into and be responsible and safe because at the end of the day it 
is an hallucinogenic. Yeah, like don't it, start with a macro dose. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't start with a macro dose with San Pedro unless you are at, unless someone who is actually giving it to you is like you better be in Ecuador if you're trying to take a macro dose of San Pedro. <laughs> just just so you're safe. Um, yeah, but you know, proper guidance and supervision are crucial. And this person that gave me my San Pedro was like the the number one thing she said was don't do this until you're ready. And I went through the whole rest of the year and I didn't start working with it until I actually met my fiance. Wow. And after I met him, I was like, okay, shit's about to get real. I should (laughs) probably do this now. And that's like, that's specifically, you know, but the research does say that there are some therapeutic effects to San Pedro. Um, some studies say that um, it has been being used to treat some mental health conditions, which is very interesting and exciting. But also you're playing with energies here. And if you're opening yourself up and you don't know what to expect, you could really get rocked by some energies that are surrounding you. Um Another that I mean, of course, that's another podcast for another time. That's probably a whole podcast series for another time. Um, But, uh, you know, just like just like, you know, when there are spirits or energies kind of around you, when you're working with these plants that are more hallucinogenic, you kind of open yourself up to that. Um, You're telling the energies around you that like, hey, I'm open for business. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm ready to hear some shit. Yeah, that can go Uh, in a really dark place. (laughs) That can absolutely go into a really dark place. If you, uh, one, if you're not, you know, protected yourself there are certain things you can do to protect yourself and protect your frequency but essentially at the end of the day you're opening your frequency when you use these substances and you're being put into a different frequency field so and that one there are no rules there like it can be very scary for someone who doesn't know that they have psychic abilities uh they may just think that it's their intuition but they actually might see things and hear things and start their psychic abilities can really be amplified by these types of hallucinogens. So it, it doesn't matter uh, whether it's your dead grandma or an actual, like an entity or whatever, like there's differences in dead people and entities, which is another podcast for another time. But like (laughs) when you open yourself up to working with a plant that has been on this planet for over 4,000 years, you're tapping into like a memory bank from a long time ago. So it's very important to just be aware that these things can happen. Um, And maybe in touch with a therapist that might be able to help you or a practitioner of some sort. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because this is becoming so popularized, like San Pedro is not really as popular as psilocybin is right now but we see what's happening with psilocybin where in oakland they decriminalized all ethogenic plants and then in denver they also announced that they're moving forward to decriminalize these things but this is also happening in australia and new zealand and the uk and germany and other european countries so all of these people are starting to tap into this frequency but not everybody is really aware of what they're doing so i would just highly suggest going to Peru or Bolivia or Ecuador and actually finding some of these shamans and coranders that work with this and have been working with it for decades so that you don't have what would be considered like 
a problematic use of the medicine. Because the last thing you want to do is really think you're going into working with a plant and then have the complete opposite experience because you haven't dealt with some childhood trauma or you haven't dealt with something that is still very residually, like the body keeps the score type of situation where like your body still remembers this trauma that happened, but you haven't actually processed it. Working with psychedelics, specifically ones that like have characteristics of MDMA it can amplify that. So like you could be feeling great and then something comes up, somebody says something, you hear something and it just sends you into a total, not to say a downward spiral, but like it can really affect your experience if you don't take these necessary steps to make sure you're not gonna have unsatisfactory side effects. Your set and setting is so important when it comes to these. And it's very, very important to have a psychedelic therapist that actually is aware of these medicines Mm -hmm. to talk with them and learn more about why things came up for you and how to process those things. Because your therapist may not be uh, as support, not not to say they won't be as supportive, but they just, you don't know what you don't know. And it's not really taught in psychiatry and psychology that, you know, people are going to be using these things and this is what comes up. Um, Hopefully in the future it will be because there are studies being done that suggest the mental health of, uh, that mental health can be helped by the use of these uh, psychedelic substances. I mean, this is why we've been using them for, for centuries. Yeah. So there are a lot of reasons to at least research this plant. Um, and if someone is taking this journey, what do you recommend as far as complementary complementary herbs and maybe rituals since you are the queen of all things metaphysical, you know, <laughs> is there anything that you can suggest? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is one of my favorite ways to learn how the synergy of plants work together because, uh, you know, we we all live on this giant organism together. And I think people realize that um, or people don't realize that we're we're much more connected with the things that surround us than we really believe to be. So just like in the the cannabis oracle deck there are plant spirit companions in the certain cannabis suit just like every psychedelic every person you know not to say that every person has a companion but like essentially they do people thrive around certain people and that's exactly how plants every are every pot has its lid Exactly. Exactly. So it's silly to think that plants aren't working together like people are working together. So one of the things in the Cannabis Oracle deck and the Cannabis Suit is every plant has a plant spirit companion. Every card has a spirit companion because that plant actually works well with the cannabis plant in a permaculture environment. So there are other like when I was working with San Pedro, I loved lemon basil and I've been trying to find lemon basil again for years, but it was like my partner at the time found these seeds and was growing it. And he had an incredible green thumb. So he was always growing this lemon basil. What I found out later is that basil was actually a companion plant of the San Pedro and that it can be planted beside it like Peruvian basil. And I was like, oh, so maybe the plant was telling me that. And that's that's where I was like, whoa, these, okay. So for that, I started doing more rituals with uh, 
different plants. So a ritual can be anything that you set your intention with. It can be like, you know, your morning ritual can just be you wake up, you have intent, you know, you set an intention, you write in your journal, you take a shower, whatever. Um, For San Pedro, I would specifically say that like, uh, if you're working with San Pedro, or even if you want to just connect with the spirit of the plant, because that's possible too, because this plant is... And you can grow it. It is legal to grow. grow. It's just... Exactly. You know, the extraction part. (laughs) Right. Of course. It's like the, you know, the government says we can grow these things, but then they don't want us using them to better ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Make it make sense. (laughs) Make it make sense. But, you know, specifically like basil, cherries, tomatoes, and pepper plants all grow really well next to the San Pedro plant. And even some things like salvia and white sage grow really good. So if you're trying to connect with a plant and you want to have more of a ritual, um, of course, like burning sage and setting your intention is a great way to communicate with the plant and be like, I want to work with you. Here's my intention. This is what I'm setting out to do. Speak to it just like you're speaking to a friend, just like you're speaking to someone who is your companion and you have a common goal in mind. Can you say it in your head or do you have to say it out loud? (laughs) I would say, say it out loud because the vibration from your voice uh-huh. is uh, more powerful than if you just think something. Okay. Um, your thoughts do send out a vibration, but when you speak something, you really put it, you, you take it from the ethers and you put it into the physical. So you're really bringing it from the, like the mental to the physical when you say it out loud. That's why I like, I'm constantly talking <laughs> to my my weed my psychedelics the whoever is around in the spirit realm you know yeah. things will happen like the like just just yesterday something happened in my backyard and I was like if you're not supposed to be here I'm gonna need you to leave right now <laughs> like, was, was your child like okay bye no I'm just joking <laughs> the stray cat in my backyard literally killed a bird and ate it as soon as I said that what (laughs) and I was like why have I been feeding you salmon if you can clearly fend for yourself like (laughs) I digress (laughs) maybe be more specific when you're speaking to the spirit (laughs) Uh, yeah exactly exactly don't kill anyone harm anything here (laughs) so maybe the black cat's possessed by something but I don't know but I digress but no honestly like every every ritual uh comes back to your intention so like anything can be a ritual there are very specific rituals and ceremonial things that date back to cultures and different people I really highly suggest finding out what you know, what your ancestry actually did and what those ritualistic things were. Because if your lineage has done this for decades or centuries before, it can come pretty natural to you because it's already in your DNA. Hmm. Interesting. I never thought about that. So thank you for provoking thought as always and keeping it super interesting. (laughs) I always love talking to you. Um, So before we end, where can people find you and do you have anything special to promote? Yes. Okay. So people can find me on my website because uh, I got that great notification that Instagram's like, your stuff can't be shown to non-followers. So 
Sure. So you can find me on, I guess, whatever Twitter is now. You can find me on X, <laughs> which sounds so weird. Um, <laughs> uh, can we even say ex- Google people anymore? I mean, geez, the skin to the point. Right. I was like, I don't yeah. know. Where can you find me? <laughs> right. You can, if you Google me, you're only probably going to find the tarot deck, which is not, which is, you know, that leads you back to my website. But my website's metaphysicalaf.com. And um, I do have something coming up. My next book is launching in 2024, and it's also called Metaphysical AF. Uh, So, you know, keep buying the tarot deck, not from Timu. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, keep spreading the word about the deck and how it's helped you. And, you know, listen to, go back and listen to the previous episodes with us. I honestly would say that's like such a good thing for people to do is to listen to our previous episodes on, um, your highness podcast and metaphysical af we have so many like we have we're companion like people <laughs> you're my companion person because we have so i think i have more podcasts with you than i do any other guests and yeah. that yours is the one that i've been on the most which i really love and appreciate um but yeah metaphysical af and oh, appreciate you <laughs> i appreciate you <laughs> all right thank you for listening Thank you for listening to Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. This episode was brought to you by MitraGaia.com and Your Highness Media. Listeners can get 10% off MitraGaia.com by using the discount code PLANTPOD on their next purchase. That's MitraGaia.com. M-I-T-R-A-G-A-I-A dot com.